Okay, this, to me, is the single most important question that Mario Cristobal and his players are going to have to answer during ACC Media Days. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday, if there is such a thing. I'm Alex Dono, your host, University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today for the everydayers. Thank you so much. So ACC Media Days are kicking off tomorrow, and the Miami Hurricanes are up on day one. The Hurricanes have sent, of course, the head coach, Mario Cristobal, all-American safety Cam Kinchins, transfer center Matt Lee, and quarterback one Tyler Van Dyke is going. Not every team sends QB one. It's not mandatory, but a lot of teams do send the starting quarterback. So those are Miami's representatives in Charlotte. And I got to tell you, man, if I were going to be there tomorrow, there is a question that I would ask each and every one of them from the head coach on down. Just one question. I may have additional questions, but to me, this is the most important burning question because each of these human beings that I just mentioned, the head coach, the starting quarterback, the All-American safety, the transfer center, all of them need to be active participants in this. I would ask them, what are you doing to make sure that what happened last season does not happen again. <laughs> What's changed? What have you changed about yourself, your routine, the way you manage others, the way you prepare? How are you going to make sure that five and seven and being a laughing stock, let's just put it out there on Front Street, how do you make sure that never happens again? Now, I am going to provide Mario Cristobal, Matt Lee, Cam Kinchins, and Tyler Van Dyke with a cheat sheet, guys, because based on everything that I've learned and observed during spring football heading into fall practice, which, which is going to start in about a week here, here is how I see these coaches and players doing in turning things around, okay? Let's start with Mario Cristobal. There's a couple of obvious answers here on what Mario Cristobal, the head coach, is doing to make sure that what happened last season does not happen again. He's turned over more than half the roster, more than half the roster, different scholarship players than from a season ago, right? You've nudged some players out. Some players have decided to leave. They don't want to be a part of what Miami is building. And Cristobal, in addition to turning over the roster, has also turned over more than half of his coaching staff. And part of that, and I think maybe the biggest part of it was, maybe the most surprising part of it as well, because a lot of people don't see air raid in Mario's DNA, hiring a more progressive offensive coordinator to try and step up the passing game because you get Shannon Dawson from that Hal Mummy air raid coaching tree. A lot of people didn't expect Mario to go in that sort of a direction. So when it comes to tweaking the philosophy and not just tweaking, rearranging the roster and the coaching staff, that's what Mario Cristobal is doing to try and make sure five and seven and the debacle that was 2022 doesn't happen again in 2023. Let's get to Tyler Van Dyke. What is Tyler Van Dyke doing to make sure that what happened last year doesn't happen again? Well, first things first, he dove headfirst into his new playbook and his new offense. 
when we spoke to Shannon Dawson and TVD back in April, March, April during spring football, Coach Dawson was very complimentary of just how quickly and efficiently Tyler learned the offense and how he was able to install that and kind of upload that into his own brain very quickly. Because Tyler, of course, QB1 needs to lead by example there because Tyler's got to lead that transition with his offensive teammates. Uh, another thing that Tyler Van Dyke did, and this ties into another one of Miami's representatives at ACC Media Days, TVD assisted in recruiting center Matt Lee to transfer to Miami. You know, during that time, I think it was in December when Lee was taking visits, uh, Tyler was back home in Connecticut with his family. But when he found out that Lee was coming to Miami for a visit, Van Dyke flew down from Connecticut to help lead that visit with Matt and help recruit him to Miami. And it worked. Uh, Van Dyke was also really active during spring football to help mentor the younger quarterbacks on the roster, Jakari Brown and Emery Williams. So those are some of the things that TVD is doing to try and make sure last year never happens again. Okay. And then the, uh, the third representative Miami is going to have this week at ACC media days is the aforementioned Matt Lee. Now Lee Unlike Cristobal and Tyler, he was not part of the problem last year, but he did transfer to Miami to become part of the solution, okay? I've been around Matt Lee a handful of times since he arrived. This guy oozes leadership. He's very mature physically and mentally. He and Van Dyke have gotten to know each other really well, so their communication is going to be really important, and of course, Lee's calls at the line are going to be key. And he grades out as one of the better centers in the entire country. So, you know, again, he was obviously not part of the problem because he was taking, he was snapping footballs in Orlando, not Miami last year, but Matt Lee is trying to become part of that solution. And then finally, last but not least, Cam Kinchins is going to be at ACC media days. What is Cam Kinchins doing to make sure last year doesn't happen again? Well, for starters, He's the best player on this football team, but he was that last year. He had a great year, but the team still stunk. So for as good as Cam was, all-American safety, arguably the best, if not one of the best safeties in the entire country, the team was still not good despite how good Cam was. But in the case of Cam Kinchins, he's going to be part of Miami's turnaround, no question, because not only does this guy in that defensive backfield lead by example with what he does on the field, but he also leads with his words. You remember at the end of Miami's 5-7 and seven season last year, Cam, in the locker room, right after that final game, spoke to the entire team, and he literally challenged anyone who was on that team that if you don't want to be here, transfer out, get out of here if you don't want to work and help bring us back to the top. And a lot of players took him up on that offer, right? Cam Kinchin's among the hardest workers you're going to find, and he's already adapting very well to Lance Guidry's new defense the same way that Tyler Van Dyke seems to be adapting well to Dawson's new offense. So there you have it, folks. Hopefully that question comes up in Charlotte tomorrow. What are you doing to make sure last season doesn't happen again? Because I don't think it's a coincidence that these are the players that Miami is sending out there because these are three of the most important players on the team. Starting quarterback goes without saying – all-American safety and a center who I believe is probably going to be an All-American this year, along with the head coach, Mario Cristobal. Great representation at ACC Media Days, and I cannot wait to see how that plays out. We're going to open things up to you guys' questions on the other side. We've got a lot of questions, folks, 
about four players who no longer appear on the roster heading into fall camp in about a week. We've got a question about how much influence Alonzo Highsmith has in the overhaul of this roster. And we've got some questions about recruiting buzz. I think there is some recruiting buzz going on. we got a lot coming up, my friends. We're only getting started here on Locked on Canes. I'm only getting started with eBay Motors. Guys, for a championship team, you know, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can make sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers and eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. And for the everydayers, we're working on some interesting guests this week. Been in communication with uh, one of my favorites and yours, Coach Coop, about doing a collab later in the week towards the weekend. So stay tuned out for that one. But you know, we're going to make it worth your while here on Locked on Canes as we get you very, very close to fall camp starting. And we'll be covering ACC media days this week as well. All right, let's go to questions. And by the way, if you want to take your everyday or experience to the next level and get your questions answered on the pod, join our exclusive SMS texting service through subtext. I include the link in the show description below. So we get a question from Jeff from the subtext. And by the way, Jeff, Jeff is out in the Pacific, in the uh, Pacific Northwest, he says, for his niece's wedding. Congratulations to her on the nuptials. Uh, he says, hey, what's the latest with Trevante Citizen and the other running backs? Is Trevante going to be ready for fall camp? Um, I, I think Trevante probably needs a little bit more time. But the last that I heard, you know, coming off the knee injury and a setback last year, the last I heard was that within the last uh, we few weeks to a month that his recovery was going a little bit ahead of schedule. So I think we'll probably see Trevante Citizen at some points during the season. I just don't. I don't think he's going to be ready for the start of fall camp, but that's just my opinion. I hope to be proven wrong. When I walk out there on August 1st onto Green Tree, I hope to see a fully healthy Trevante Citizen out there dominating, but he might need a little bit more time. That's my hunch. We get a question from our guy Leeds. Oh, but well, you know, before, before I just skip over to that, you asked about the other running backs as well. Um, everybody else, like physically, is fine. Right. Um, you know, Henry Parrish, who was playing the latter half of last season, had some injuries. He's he's healthy. Don Chaney is healthy, which is going to be awesome. A.J. Allen. Now, A.J. Allen, who transferred in from Nebraska, he missed most of the season last year. He appeared in four games at Nebraska uh, before he was out for the year. But he was out for the year with a collarbone, which healed up just fine. And thankfully for a running back, a collarbone injury. That's not the type of thing that's going to have any long-term effects, so I don't worry about him whatsoever. And, uh, you know, guys who were not here for spring football, Mark Fletcher and Chris Johnson, incoming true freshmen, they're they're both ready to rock and roll. And Mark Fletcher, he's a monster. (laughs) 
Mark Fletcher at some point is going to have, even as a true freshman, he's going to have a major footprint and impact on this season, right? Like I know a lot of people before football season starts, you know, they'll do, here are my bold predictions. This is not even a bold prediction because there's nothing bold about it. But my prediction, Mark Fletcher is going to have a major impact on Miami this year. He's going to score a lot of touchdowns, going to pick up a lot of yards. He, he's going to have some highlight reel type of runs this year. I think Fletcher is going to be awesome. So uh, the running back room looks good on paper to answer your question. We get a question from our guy Leeds who says, how much influence do you think Alonzo Highsmith has had in the major overhaul of this roster. As we mentioned, uh, more than half of the roster has been turned around from last year. And I I definitely think Alonzo has an impact here. He makes a big impact, and most people won't even realize it because you know his role, GM of football operations, that's not a traditional job title for a college football team. And when you follow recruiting services, you know, they list the the primary recruiter for certain players. And, you know, it's always going to be, you know, a position coach or a coordinator. It's never going to be a GM of football operations. So people won't even realize the impact that Alonzo Highsmith is having here. Uh, but this is someone with two decades of NFL front office experience. And, you know, I had a chance at Legends Camp to talk a little bit with Alonzo about his scouting process and just how much work he puts into it. This is someone who knows how to not only evaluate tape, but more importantly, in-person workouts and interviews the way that NFL GMs do, because he comes from that background. And I believe his philosophy trickles down to the entire staff. Now, I don't know for sure what the dynamic is like. I would imagine if anyone has final say that it, oh, we're going to offer this guy, not offer this guy. I would imagine Mario Cristobal is the one who has like final say if there's a disagreement, but I can tell you Alonso Highsmith with his evaluation, the way he collaborates with Coach Cristobal, there's definitely an impact there in the way that they scout players. And a lot of that comes from Highsmith because I believe his philosophy trickles down to the entire coaching staff, okay? So I think he's got more impact on this roster overhaul than a lot of people will understand and appreciate. We get a question from Trey who says, hey, not trying to be on the negative side here, but as a Hurricanes fan, it's always questions like this. What if the season ends up being another failure? And if that happens, if the season ends up being another failure, what position group do you think will let us down? <laughs> okay, so if you're going to take me down that hypothetical road where Miami has you know, another terrible season like last year or, God forbid, even worse than last year, you know, for that to happen... I think the biggest position group that will let you down, quarterback. It's the most important position on the field, right? Now, it's not an easy question to answer because if your offensive line stinks, it makes it that much harder for your quarterback to do his job. But, uh, you know, Van Dyke had serious downs, only a few ups last year. And then, you know, when it looked like he was starting to find his form, he got injured and missed the latter part of the season. So that was a really, really rough year for Tyler Van Dyke, um, you know, if if you're looking at potentially, you know, what everybody wants a nine, 10 win type of year, your quarterback has got to perform at a high level. Like your quarterback has got to be, you know, if you're going to win 10 games this year, I think your QB has got to be in like the 4,000 plus yard range and like a three to one touchdown to interception ratio. So he's got to have a big year. And I think if he has a bad year or in, you mentioned you didn't mention a specific player. You said a position group. So, you know, if 
something happens to him and then the backups are not good to go and struggling, then I think the quarterback position is going to be the one that lets you down if you have another bad year. But obviously none of us want that. All right, so we'll talk a little bit about recruiting buzz when we come back. Uh, and ooh, uh, we got a question about which coach will have the biggest impact on the uh, on the season coming up, and hopefully you mean in a positive way. And we'll talk about the four players who are no longer on the roster. So much going on after my long weekend. I was in Disney World sweating my you-know-what off for the last three days, so I'm, I'm happy to be back. I'm happy to be in the air conditioning right here. Keep it locked. We still have so much more to come on Locked on Canes. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. For the everydayers, we are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. And if you want to take that everydayer experience to the next level, be sure to sign up for our exclusive SMS texting community. You get texts from my phone directly to yours on a service called Subtext. I include the link in the show description below. We do one-on-ones on there. You can reach me there anytime. Uh, I give you guys recruiting scoops, breaking news, show previews, all sorts of stuff on the subtext. You can try it free for 14 days. Then if you like it, you can opt in $4.99 a month. We give you a lot of extra added value on there. All right, let's see. Who do we go to next? Uh, let's see. Oh, David T. David T. says, have you heard any recruiting buzz? And that's an evergreen question, obviously, with me, because we love following recruiting. Now, I was a little bit more disconnected over my long weekend than I would like to be since I was, you know, beating the heat uh, in Disneyland, sweating and going on rides and stuff and, you know, trying to chase my five-year-old around. But a um, couple, a couple of things that I see going on. Okay. For one, Kamari and Franklin, big cam is starting to hint on Twitter that he's going to be locking in his announcement date soon. Okay, we don't even know when his announcement date is yet, but he's looking to make his announcement soon. This is the five star defensive tackle that Miami is after Uh, and him locking in a date soon as in happening this summer and not this fall. I believe that's a really good sign for Miami because at this very moment, I believe the Hurricanes have at least a slight lead for Kamari and Franklin right now. So the way I see it, the sooner he makes a verbal commitment, the better. He's going to be back in Miami for his fifth visit at the end of the month for the cookout. He's also, just so you know, this is why I'm not dropping a Dono ball or anything just yet. I feel pretty good about Cam Franklin, but I'm not guaranteeing anything because he is going to be midweek this week. He's planning on visiting Auburn. So watch out for them because Auburn, I've heard, is making a serious push. So that's a team that Miami is fighting for. Auburn has gotten into it a little bit late for him compared to the likes of Miami and Tennessee and Ole Miss. So I believe the sooner he announces, the better it is for Miami. Hopefully that happens, you know, within the next uh, seven, eight, nine days or so. Coming right off that Miami barbecue would be perfect timing, all right? And another another interesting note, uh, and this is on a player who's already committed to Miami, but I was reading an interview with him today. Uh, so you probably noticed that Auburn and Alabama fans have been talking a lot in recent days about trying to flip four-star running back Kevin Riley from Miami's class. Riley committed to Miami a couple months ago. Uh, and, you know, part of it for Alabama is, you know, they've missed out on some other top tier running back targets. So there's kind of an understanding that, well, this guy, Riley, really good running back. He's right in their backyard in Tuscaloosa County. Now that they've missed out on some other targets, they're going to go in strong for Kevin Riley. Auburn really likes him as well. Again, he's an in-state guy for both of those teams. 
Uh, so Riley was interviewed by Chad Simmons of on three and thankfully had a lot of really, really nice things to say about Miami. He said, among other things, he said, I am 100% committed to Miami. The feeling is great when I am down there. I like the support, the fan base, the staff, and how all of them want to take care of me. That means a lot to me. And of course, those are words, right? You know, we'll see when he signs his national letter of intent, but Here's something I've been saying, you know, for the past couple of months about Kevin Riley ever since he committed to Miami, because I know a lot of folks say, well, he's in the state of Alabama at some point. Nick Saban's going to get what he wants. Here's the thing with Kevin Riley, Miami had him all along at the very top of their running back board, and they made that clear to him. Miami made him a priority, whereas Alabama had been slow playing him. Auburn, I believe, same thing, kind of slow playing him. Okay, well, you're not our number one option. Maybe you're our second or third or fourth option, whereas Miami has made him feel the love all throughout the process because they just they evaluated him higher. Like, for example, uh, I was told months ago that Miami considered um, Kevin Riley to be higher on their board than Jarrett Gibson, who a lot of, you know, the recruiting services and stuff had Gibson ranked higher than Kevin Riley. That was never the case for Miami. Miami considered Riley more of a priority. They made him feel that way, uh, whereas other schools slow played it. So I think there's definitely that appreciation there. There's definitely got to be an appreciation for the University of Miami, the way that they made him feel like a priority. And of course, he is verbally committed to Miami already. We get a question from our guy Q Irvin, who says, which coach will make or have the biggest effect on the team this season? Um, you know, outside of uh, outside of Mario Cristobal, because that would be a cop out answer. You know, I'm going to I throw a lot of love in Kevin Beard's direction. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to throw some more love at KB because um, that his position group, the wide receivers were not well coached last year. That was a group that underperformed. Some of it was their fault. Some of it was the coaching that they were receiving last year. Um, just, you know, watching Beard for, you know, a couple months during spring football, you know, and I, I covered him the previous stint when he was at Miami, you know, uh, a little less than a decade ago when he was on a previous staff. Uh, he His enthusiasm is infectious. And, you know, the, the way he's able to teach the way he's able to demonstrate, like he wears cleats to practice and, you know, he connects so well with players and with recruits. I think Kevin Beard is going to make a massive difference. And, you know, wide receiver has been an area where Miami's not gotten nearly enough blue chippers in recruiting. I think you're going to see that group perform better on the field this year. And you're already seeing them perform better in recruiting. I mean, he's already landed verbal commits from Jojo Trader and Chance Robinson. So I'm going to give more love to Kevin Beard. I think he's going to be a guy who makes a tremendously large difference this year. We get a question from the Giant Ninja. He knows I was in Disney World for the last three days. He says, how was the Tron ride? Yeah, the Tron uh, light cycle ride. So I, I did go on it. But here's the thing. I didn't get the full experience because I rode the Tron coaster with my five-year-old who did not want to do the motorcycle seating. Cause like the normal, the normal seats on there, you're like in like a motorcycle style thing and you're leaned way forward. They had a test seat outside the ride. I, I put my five-year-old son in the test seat. He hated it. And you know, I wanted to take him on the ride. He would only ride it if we did. Cause they have like 
a couple of accessible seats on there, which is like kind of like a regular roller coaster seat. So I rode in the regular seat with him. And so I, I got robbed of the full experience. But I got to tell you, even not sitting in like the regular motorcycle seat, still a pretty damn good ride. So I, I enjoyed it. He enjoyed it. So it was a good time. And, you know, I, I wasn't going to ride it a second time without him because I would have had to wait like 16 hours in line because I had the uh, I had the the lightning lane thing for the time we went on it. So I, th I think we paid like 20 bucks to go on it with the lightning lane. I was not going to do it a second time. So Ninja, I did not get the full experience, but even the partial experience was pretty darn fun. You know, um, several of you have asked me about you know, the four players who are not included in the fall roster. Uh, you know, the, the, these are all players who are are leaving the program and Miami, they needed to get down to a scholarship limit of 85. And I think they're just there now. I think we are exactly at 85 scholarships now. And unfortunately, that means four players are leaving the program. Chris Graves, we talked about him at the end of last week. Malik Curtis is another one. Uh, they're both defensive backs. Tight end Dom Mamarelli and offensive lineman Michael McLaughlin are all leaving the program. I wish them nothing but the best. And hopefully, like, I know this is the case for, um, for Graves because Graves tweeted out he's eligible to play immediately. So that must mean he qualifies as a grad transfer. In the case of McLaughlin, um, he's going to sit out this year, but he's going to finish his degree at Miami with an academic scholarship. So he still gets to finish his schooling at Miami. And then next year, he's going to be a grad transfer somewhere. And hopefully, I, I don't know explicitly what the situations are for Malik Curtis and Dom Mamarelli. Mamarelli has been around for a while. So I feel like he's probably finished his or finishing his degree in short order. And I wish them nothing but the best. I want all of them to land on their feet, go somewhere else. As long as it's not Florida or Florida State, go somewhere else and dominate, be great. And thank you so much for everything that you guys have given to the University of Miami. I mean that. All right, so for the everyday or something we're going to talk about on tomorrow's episode is uh, Athlon Sports ranks Mario Cristobal in the bottom half of the ACC in coaching. Cristobal, bottom half. Why? Is it fair, unfair? We will talk about that and so much more tomorrow. And in the meantime, guys, if you enjoyed what you watched or listened to today, if you're watching us on YouTube, hit the thumbs up button, hit the like button, subscribe to our channel. If you listen to the audio version, which is great because you can take us in the car, take us with you wherever you go, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Odyssey app, wherever you get your pods, Locked on Canes. We'll talk to you again next time on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team. Every day.